At the beginning of the year, our president, whoever is seated, gives us a State of the Union. Today, my co-host and I, Megan Ortega, are going to talk about the State of the Church. And we invite you to join us as we look at some challenges that are uh, facing us as a people, as the ecclesia, as the church, some things that we need to be aware of, some pitfalls. And so I'm looking forward to our conversation with you today. Your Destiny Today begins now. And welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your destiny today. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Destiny Today. I am your host, Anthony Turner, but today is a special day. I think the last time we were on, we got the opportunity to share with you that once a month, we were going to have the privilege of having an amazing co-host with us, and we do have that this morning. Our co-host is Megan Ortega, and she and I, at least for this month, we're going to jump into a uh, a topic that as we discussed it uh, to do our state of the church address this morning. And uh, as I mentioned to you uh, the last time, Megan is one of the uh, leaders at Rivergate Church in College Station, Texas, along with her husband. Last time I said Michael Ortega, that's not her uh, husband's name. Her husband is Matthew. Her dad is Michael. So so without any further ado, Adieu. Welcome, Megan, and let's jump into today's topic. So welcome. How are you today? I'm doing really well, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing really great. Let me say again how uh, wonderful it is to have you join me and also uh, just uh, to dive into some of the topics that we're going to be uh, talking about every month. And I, I'm so looking forward to this and I'm so grateful for you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, share your heart and your thoughts and your wisdom uh, about the things that we will be talking about and discussing. And even as we were preparing for this morning's uh, podcast, uh, we began to talk about some things that were on your heart, and I was just blown away with, uh, and, and also excited about the opportunity to to uh, address some of these. And so um, one of the things that we talked about is, of course, just even before we talk about the state of the church, we, we, we know that the church's role and our uh, responsibility, the Bible tells us that we are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. It tells us that um, we are the light of the world, uh, that mm -hmm. Father put us here to be a light, let your light so shine before men that he may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So whenever I think about our mandate, whenever I think about our kingdom commissioning and we, we look at that um, um, in light of what's happening in the earth, 
uh, I think it kind of gives us a uh, a scorecard. It gives us a um, a report card on how well or how poorly we're doing. And this morning, both of us have kind of decided, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do that because that's that's generally what happens uh, with the State of the Union address that the president gives. It's the purpose of it is, of course. Uh, sometimes there's some propaganda that's that's uh, linked with that, <laughs> but basically it's supposed to be to give uh, somewhat of a forecast and a and a report card on how we're doing as a nation. So uh, with that backdrop in mind, we're going to jump into what we're talking about today. So I'm going to let you uh, uh, start us off, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah, so I guess this morning I was thinking, uh, I was, well, I was thinking about current events um, and just kind of the way the church responds, especially the people in uh, the, the prophetic charismatic stream that both of us are in. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about the way that they indicted Trump this week and yeah. the, and the response I'm watching yeah. um, on the intercessors groups that I'm part of and, and um and the, the Christians that I know that um, generally are conservative and um, just the kind of alarm and upset and, and the way that the church seems geared towards just this one, this is what must happen. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, Anthony and I talked about before, like one of the, one of the things that brought us uh, together that, that started a conversation between the two of us was the 2016 uh, election yeah. where we were both kind of like, oh, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> um, but the Lord really clearly spoke to me um, in 2016, which he doesn't talk to me clearly about current events almost ever, but he really cl clearly said, no, Trump is going to be the president and you need to calm down. <laughs> and I was like, um, cause I was watching him. I, I watched Ben Carson bow out of the race and it really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so when I did that though, um, he just said, you know, calm down. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. And so I watched and I watched as the Lord used him. Um, and then just, just to be honest, like God didn't tell me what was going to happen in 2020. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that uh, the, the major prophetic voices that I trust Mm -hmm. never said either. They didn't say what the Lord was doing in 2020. Right. God didn't tell them. And um, I think that um, one of the things that we do is that we get up in arms when uh, it feels like the thing we thought was going to happen doesn't happen. Right. Um, and it really throws us off. And I, I feel like we got pretty thrown off in 2020 just in general. Um, and the Lord is allowing, I think, a shaking of the church, right. um, and, and, um, just kind of helping us to fix our eyes on him. And if the thing can be shaken, then it's not of the Lord. Like the things that are of the Lord can't be shaken. Right. Um, and so I think he is like helping us understand like who we're tied to and who we're tethered to, and that would be him. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things, uh, of course, I can't get through a conversation without quoting C.S. Lewis, um, but in the book, The Screwtape Letters, um, Screwtape is writing, Screwtape is a demon, and he's writing to his nephew Wormwood about how to tempt uh, people. Mm -hmm. And he says, get them preoccupied with what will happen to them. 
don't let them see what they should do next. Wow. And, um, and so that's one of those things that, um, that I'm like, Oh Lord, like that, that rings true to me in this, in this situation that we find ourselves in. I wouldn't just say with this one instance, I would say like just the United States in general, the world in general, everything feels very up in arms, you know, world war three possibility. Everybody's just, you know, kind of on edge. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and kind of at each other's throats. And so, um, one of the things that, um, that I think the church will be flanked by the enemy um, and he will do damage to us if we keep preoccupied with what will happen to us um, instead of, Lord, what is the next thing that I should do? Like, what is my next point of obedience? And I don't mean it in like a, a performance for approval way. I mean it in a father, like, I'm, I want to be next to you. Yeah. Like, show me, like, illuminate the next step in front of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that also brings to mind, uh, a pastor X, um, which I don't know if I've ever talked to you about him, but he is a pastor somewhere in the middle East. No one knows really where his identity is hidden. Um, but he and his wife are in this network of churches that are just booming in revival. And it's really cool. Cause they're from like Muslim countries yeah. and all these women are like pastors over there because, uh, they don't have enough people. So they have to just like whoever is gifted has to step up wow. uh, no yeah. matter who it is. So, um, anyway, so, um, I'm, I was listening to him talk about the persecution they're facing and he talked about how they're, um, they're the way they stay out of jail basically, um, is by their ability to hear the voice of the Lord and literally go, if you hear the voice of the Lord say, turn right, then you turn right. Wow. And, um, and so uh, to me, the thing that the Lord has been showing me over those last several years has been like how to abide in him so that whenever these things are happening, that I can function, um, and I can, uh, listen to the to the voice of the Holy Spirit, not just one time in the morning whenever I've quieted myself before Him, but like in the middle of the difficult portions of the day. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I see is the enemy um, baiting us so badly right now, getting us to react in our flesh, and then our own voice of outrage or indignation or uh, grief or loss is so loud that we can't hear the voice of the Lord over our, the voice of our own, like anger. Um, and that is, I think a big tactic of the enemy in this day and age is to, um, knock us off of our game so that we can't hear the voice of Jesus, um, teaching us how to respond when we're in these provoking situations. Um, and I do think, um, you know, I do think persecution of Christians might already be here, mm -hmm. um, based on that Nashville school shooting a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, like we're, we're going to have to up this game. We're yeah. going to have to, uh, learn how to abide, um, and be led by the Holy spirit. So that's kind of my, uh, my big happy warning um, well, to everyone's morning. That is so powerful. Even as you were laying all of that out, my, my, my heart and my mind was all over the place, just racing with, uh, it was almost as if father was reminding me as you were talking things that he has 
said through his word that are already there in his word that we have to be mindful of. Uh, starting with the first thing that I um, heard as you were talking was that Jesus said that we should be um, uh, harmless as doves, mm. but wise as serpents. And so there's mm-hmm. there's a wisdom, and 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 I think the only way that that can happen, and and this is where the other scripture I that came in mind came to play was uh, the scripture says he shall keep them in perfect peace whose mind mm-hmm. is stayed on him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in, it's in those moments where you, you use this, you use this language as we were preparing for our uh, show today. You, you said uh, that you felt as though the church was being provoked mm-hmm. and, um, and, and with that, uh, with that provocation, and we know that anytime um, a person is being baited, you also use that the, just earlier. Uh, anytime you're being baited, you're you're being uh, coerced to come on what I I call it when you're being coerced by the devil. He's wanting you to come on his playing field. He wants to have you come into his arena, where mm-hmm. of course he has a greater advantage and take you off of. Uh, the the place where God has established for us, and uh, even as you were sharing, one of the things I uh, I remember you 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 uh, made mention of this, and that's uh, the scripture in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty six, where uh, the Lord said that in the last days, uh, not only would He shake the heaven, but He would shake the earth, the mm-hmm. heaven and the earth, and He said so that all that can be shaken would be removed. All that can mm-hmm. be shaken would be removed. And conversely, the next uh, statement there is so that the things that cannot be shaken will remain. So mm-hmm. obviously, uh, none of this is taking the Lord by surprise. He is fully aware of everything that's happening in our nation. And honestly, he's everything that's happening in the world it you know he's not he's not surprised with what's happening in our schools with the whole uh uh dismantling of you know whether it's gender whether it's all all of those different uh, assaults and attacks but but the voice the 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 screaming voice of the enemy through uh mainstream media uh i think what what you've made me aware of is that we need to be aware that we're we're being provoked uh and we're being baited to to enter this from a carnal place or enter this from a um uh an enraged place and that's never the place where the sons of god and the uh, the daughters Mm. of god and the church is supposed is supposed to uh to operate from, we don't operate from that place, and so um, uh, I think our our state of the church address this morning uh, also is an opportunity to remind remind the body of Christ, remind the church exactly who we are, and and the Father has already given us instruction before the foundation of the world. It's interesting that you brought up uh, Pastor X in the Middle East, and I, I actually watched a, um, <clears throat> um, 
a documentary that I I highly encourage uh, the body of Christ people in the church to to watch. You can find it on YouTube. It's part one and two. It's called A Sheep Amongst Wolves. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. I mean, that after watching uh, both of those, uh, both parts of that documentary, I just had to go before the Lord and just repent. <laughs> because, again, it, it's a reminder of who we are and how Father has already, how the Lord has already given us his instruction on how to operate in the world mm-hmm. and, and, and not to be, um, um, pulled into, uh, things from a carnal perspective. So, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being reminded. I, I, I feel like this is for me on a personal level this morning, as I hear you talk, this is a recalibration, um, to, to look at, where in my life and where in my walk with the Lord have I uh, gone into uh, these emotional, uh, I've been incited as opposed to, I like to use this language, I've been, in, I've been incited in places as opposed to being ignited by the word, I've been mm-hmm. incited by the voice of the enemy. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, I really feel like this is a, this is a good uh, uh litmus test for us as the body of Christ to see how we uh, are to move forward in the things to be the that light that uh, is shining in the earth and to be that city that sit on the hill. And well, so the one of the one of the examples from scripture that just keeps like echoing in my spirit is Peter um, before, you know, Jesus uh, death um, and before his arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, I guess today is, uh, today is a good day to talk about it. it's Monday, Thursday. Right. Um, but, um, you know, at the last supper, Jesus, uh, or Peter's talking to Jesus, sorry, Jesus is talking to Peter and he says, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, uh, you know, I can see in the state of the church today, uh, church, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Wow. Um, but thankfully Jesus has prayed for us that <laughs> after we're shaken, you know, we will, we will be able to come back and strengthen our brothers and sisters. Wow. Um, uh, but so, so when Peter, uh, when Jesus is arrested and Peter, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nurse. So I think of the physical response to right stress. And one of the things that we always kind of go, Oh, Peter was a coward because he denied Jesus. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, Peter was not a coward. Peter pulls a sword, um, on a whole, uh, troop of people of, uh, Roman soldiers. I mean, that takes guts. Yes. (laughs) And so like people don't remember that part. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, you know, he pulls the sword and he cuts off somebody's ear. And so if you're in a fight or flight situation, Peter's in, in his flesh, he is in fight. Um, and Jesus, who is calmly, obviously in the spirit, as always, tells Peter to put away his sword. And so Jesus has then stripped one of the responses um, that that Peter has and wow. Peter had the, the brave response. And Jesus says, Nope, you can't respond in the flesh. 
And Peter's like, well, what am I supposed to do? So what's the other option is to flee, right? Wow. Um, and so Peter, he sort of flees, but he denies Jesus. He hides, he does self-protection mm -hmm. um, and he denies Christ. And, um, and so when you look in your flesh, um, those are your options, <laughs> you know, like either you're going to fight with the flesh or you're going to run away and be a coward. Wow. And so like what is our call is not to do either one of those things. Our call is to walk by the spirit, which is it literally impossible um, in our flesh. Right. And, and for that, we must be filled with the Holy spirit. We must be able to come back to this place of abiding in Jesus. Um, and, and just remembering, you know, John 15, which is Jesus discourse both right before all of this happened. Yes. Um, where Jesus says like, apart from me, you can do nothing. You must mm. abide in me. And you know, they didn't have the Holy spirit yet, mm. um, uh, indwelling them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have this beautiful advantage that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and that he, he does speak to us and he does impress upon us um, what we need to do and, and how we can maintain. I think to me, um, the biggest point is the maintaining of the connection with Jesus um, and, um, and then training ourselves to get to that spot of connection, no matter what's going on around us. Yes. So like, what we do in, in the medical field is that I am, I, you know, I don't have to give CPR to people on a regular basis. Cause I work in labor and delivery and, you know, Lord, may I never have to, you know, do that for a mom. Um, but we train for that yeah. uh, often because when the fight or flight happens, you have to fall back on your instinct of training, you know? Yes. And so if you can fall back on your instinct to seek the Holy Spirit's voice, then he empowers you with what to say, with what to do, with where to go, um, and what that next step is of obedience. Um, and that literally can be the difference between life and death uh, in that moment, but then also the things, the consequences that trickle out from that moment of difficulty. Yeah. As you were talking, I'm just reminded here, and, and I'm going to really kind of put out a challenge to us as the church uh, and that is, I, I, I'm going to encourage you to look, especially in the Gospels, at all of the accounts where Jesus was being baited, where Jesus mm. was being provoked. There are so many of those all throughout Scripture where Jesus was being provoked and he was being baited by uh, the enemy. Uh, one, one account, of course, we know is where they brought the uh, woman who was caught in the, the act of adultery, only the woman, but they mm. brought the woman to him and they said, this is what, this is what your Bible says you need to do or, or, or not, or this is what this, the, the law says you need to do. And, and, and uh, so what are you going to do? And, and of course, Jesus knowing what their intentions were. And I think many times we get caught in that bait, in that, uh, in that provoking situation because we forget what the enemy is really trying to do. I mean, even, mm -hmm. even in Luke chapter four, where, where uh, Satan takes Jesus, uh, it, the Bible says, of course, Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted. And we know that uh, at the, at the, Parts of that temptation, uh, Satan takes Jesus in and says, if you are 
who you say you are. Mm. If you be, now the thing that's interesting about that is just uh, just days before, he, or just hours before he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, he was baptized in the River Jordan by John, and this this phenomenal moment happens where the where the heavens open up, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit descends like a dove, lights upon him, and the Father speaks from heaven, and everybody hears it. This is mm-hmm. my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. This is my Son, and the very first thing that uh, the enemy says to him in the wilderness is. If you are the son, <laughs> then do mm. this. I'm provoking you to get into your flesh. I'm hearing, uh, is, as you were talking, uh, the, the, pro- the provocation of the enemy is to always get you to prove who you are by, uh, by going with your flesh and not, uh, not uh, abiding in Holy mm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I'm going to encourage and I'm going to actually admonish and, and, and ask our listeners to actually do some homework. I, I, I would, I would uh, encourage you to just look at different accounts in scripture where Jesus was over and over and over again, uh, being provoked, being tempted. You know, it says that in, depending on what translation you read, uh, there were places he knew he was being tempted. He knew he was being mm. provoked. He knew he was being baited. And uh, just like you said, uh, with the account of, of Peter in that moment in, in the garden, he did not, he, he forgot that this was all a provocation. He forgot, first of all, that Jesus had even said at the, uh, uh, in, in time past, remember in Matthew chapter 16, where Peter in this moment of great revelation, flesh and blood has not revealed this to mm-hmm. you, but my Father which is in heaven. You got to be feeling pretty good about yourself when Jesus looks mm-hmm. at you and says, <laughs> "Hey, flesh and blood didn't even reveal this to you. That came straight from the Lord." Peter, you were hearing from God. Yes. And then just a couple of verses later, Jesus says, "Well, I got to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to die." And he's like, "No, that's not going to happen." <laughs> And then Jesus looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. I mean, I know, right? <laughs> the, the dichotomy of those two that, I mean, not, not, not the next day, it's in the same hour. And so, mm-hmm. so I feel like, uh, one of the things that, uh, that this, this podcast this morning is doing for me, uh, just listening even to you is, is again, encur- encouraging me to remember, remember that we are called not to function after the flesh, mm. not to be pulled into any um, any fist fight with the enemy with our flesh, thinking that, you know, I've got a sword on my side, I'm going to pull it. Or now, you've, like you said, now I've been stripped of that. Now the next thing is uh, it's either fight or flight. No, there's, there's another option and there's another way. And that's yeah. abiding with Holy Spirit. So I'm just get personally, I'm getting challenged. And so because I'm getting challenged, hey, uh, if I'm getting challenged, I'm going to challenge you, ch- church. <laughs> and that is really, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for us to look and see how, you know, we, we, we had those little wristbands for a long time. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Mm. This is a good opportunity to 
to remind ourselves of what Jesus did in times of provocation. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, and whenever I look at Peter, I also I'll always think of um, in John uh, when Peter's restored. Yeah. And the the beauty of how Jesus so graciously dealt with Peter, mm-hmm. um, because if you look at it in the Greek, um, the words that Jesus uses for love, Jesus uses, he says, do you agape me? And Peter says, well, I phileo you. <laughs> and Jesus is like, do you, cause Peter was saying, I will go to, I will go to the cross with you before, yeah. you know, before he fell. And so Jesus is challenging him. Do you love me unconditionally the way that God loves people? And Peter's like, I love you like a bro, you know? <laughs> and, um, but, and then the last time, uh, Peter doesn't change his answer. Jesus changes his question. Mm-hmm. And he says, Peter, do you phileo me? Do you love me like a brother? Because in your flesh, that's all you're able to do. <laughs> mm. Um, uh, and, and, and Peter says, Lord, you know that I do. Um, and then Jesus says, so feed my sheep. Mm. And, um, and then he gives Peter this word about how Peter will die. And I used to be like, that's a terrible word. <laughs> but, uh, but then when I started to read it, what I realized is that Jesus was telling Peter that that pledge you made to me, that you would follow me. I will give you the ability to follow through with it. Wow. And so you don't have to do it in your own strength. Like you will be led where you don't want to go when you're old. Wow. Um, But you'll do it and you will have the fortitude to follow through on the promises that you made. That's Um, so good. I know. And so it actually, it hit me in a whole other way when I began to really look at it. And, um, and so Jesus, I believe like my, my, um, comfort word today is that, you know, whatever the Lord brings us through, Mm -hmm. whatever sort of persecution we have to face or whatever, you know, difficulty we go through, whether it's in the course of ordinary life or, you know, the course of whatever weird thing is happening in the world today, um, that Jesus gives us his grace. The Holy spirit gives us his grace. And like the thing that we wish that we were cool enough to be able to do, but we can't do in our flesh. Yeah. Like he gives us the ability to do that. Wow. And he gives us the ability to be faithful in the middle of trials and to be, you know, like Peter was arrested and Peter shared the gospel when he was arrested. Yes. And, you know, Peter eventually did give his life for Jesus and he was able to be faithful. Yes. Um, and, uh, and the words of Jesus to his disciples were, don't worry about what you're going to say in advance, but you just open your mouth and I will fill it. Um, and so knowing like, you know, I think we want to, to garner all of this preparation Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that's my, you know, my mom and, um, and I lead people and I always want to be prepared on behalf of the other people right. that, that I'm, I'm leading. And, um, but the Lord is like, no, you, you have to trust me because in that moment I will, I will fill you. I will be faithful. I wow. will uh, show you what you need to say. And, um, and he can take you beyond what you're able to do in the flesh um, and it feels so counterintuitive. It feels like we're weak, um, mm. but uh, in our weakness, he has made strong. Yes. Um, and so that's that's kind of my 
uh, that's my encouragement piece is that God, um, as we're able to fall on him in the weakness of saying our flesh has no adequate response to this crisis, um, the Holy Spirit always has an adequate response. To yes, he does. He always knows. Um, and it just might not in the, in the step in front of us look like what we expected it to look like. Um, but he has never lost, you know, a battle. He He's never, never lost a war. That is so good. So. Well, as you were talking, I was reminded of, um, what Paul says in second Corinthians and I actually pulled it up on the passion translation and yeah. it says in second uh, Corinthians starting at verse seven, we are like common jars clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. So mm. everything that we've talked about, what the, the, the um, solutions that the flesh, the solutions that uh, us in our own strength give us are, we know the Bible says, first of all, that, uh, um, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But if if mm. we get into the carnal and carnality of trying to use, like I said, get on uh, the enemy's turf to try to fight him, we will lose every time. And it's like Paul is reminding the church, he's reminding uh, the church at Corinth here that we're common, we're common clay jars. Mm. Uh, there's nothing in us, in our own strength, that can... Um, that can fight this battle. But what we do have is the immeasurable power of God in us. That's not our power, but his. And then it says through though, and it says though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed though. We experience every kind of listen to this church, though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we do not know what to do, but quitting is not an option. <laughs> we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not knocked out. Mm. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will mm. be revealed through our humanity. Uh, humanity. So in this case, uh, it... it Again, all we've been talking about this morning, everything that you've mentioned has been about abiding. It's been mm -hmm. about not being um, drawn away from your position. Uh, the, the, you know, I, I think about uh, there's a song that said that um, uh, down at your feet, oh God, is the most high place. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's in those places and it's in those times when it seems as though, wait, wait, this is not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough for me just to uh, lean back in Jesus arms. And we're not talking about what we're, we're not talking about abdicating or running away or uh, no. not by any means. What mm -hmm. we're talking about is taking our place and our position in him. Not being um pulled by our own um carnal carnal wiles to think that we can assault this because just as it said we are being we are being pressured uh on every side 
is mm-hmm. how the how it says it in the King James. We are pressed on every side. So if 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 you think that within your own human ability, within your own natural uh, wits, you're going to be able to win this, you you've already lost. Mm-hmm. This 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 is this has never been uh, just a uh, carnal battle. That's what the word tells us when he says, um, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so if our wrestle is not in flesh and blood, then we can't use our flesh and blood to wrestle. Mm -hmm. It's, but, but this has to be some, this is a spiritual battle and it, and, and we have been placed in a position where we can function with the wisdom of the most high God. He's given us his mind. He's given mm-hmm. us his heart. He's given us, again, that scripture in 2 Corinthians, for the weapons of our warfare are not conventional. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then he tells us, he gives us, what do we do with that? We cast down every imagination and every high thing. Our imagination of how we're going to uh, uh, deal with all of the things that are assaulting our nation, are assaulting our children, assaulting our, our, our constitution, assaulting. There has to be the wisdom of God, uh, and so we cannot be pulled into a fight with our own flesh. And so as you and I were talking earlier uh, before we got on the call, we were just talking about how it seems as though everything is unraveling. It seems as though everything in the world is unraveling. It's like, do people even have common sense these days? I mean, it's almost (laughs) to that point. You're like, oh my God, seriously? I mean, I've seen so many things, uh, you know, uh, for instance, uh, I I heard that in, 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 uh, there's the mathematical board that says that uh, two plus two is really not four. Because that would be racist. Are you are you serious right now? I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, these. So how do you 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 can't you can't get into a uh, a a soulish fleshly fight with people who who obviously have cast off all restraints. Oh yes. And so therefore, we we can kind of see as we talk about the state of the church that different uh, methods, uh, conventional methods that we've tried over the course, especially the last three or four years in our nation, they haven't worked. That I mean, mm-hmm. that that hasn't gotten us any closer to seeing a, a pendulum shift or a, a riding of the ship, so to speak. So mm-hmm. now it's time to take another look and see how did Jesus deal with and how did he uh, give us, even through his word, the way to deal with all of the things that we're contending with in our world today? Yes. And I just, one last thing that, that the enemy is, uh, he's been watching humans for thousands of years Mm -hmm. and he knows how we react and how we respond. And one of the things that I notice in freedom prayer is like uh, we're dealing with one issue and then you start to dig down to the root of the issue and then you pull on it a little bit and this thing over far away pops up, mm. or, you know, comes out yeah. and you're like, wait, what? 
you know, and so this is really about that. And there's just one example that I want to share real quick. Okay, that sure. What, when we're in our training, I don't remember if I've said this to you before, but we were having an advanced training for Freedom Prayer. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, we're, they were teaching on sexual brokenness. Mm-hmm. And um, when the people who are praying will dig down deep to the roots of what's going on, the thing that is happening is that there isn't a demon of perversion after this person. There is a demon of death. Wow. And um, almost always it is, you know, suicidal or homicidal. Mm. Um, and, and it is because the enemy is trying to uh, destroy or damage the image of God. Wow. And if he can get us off of the image of God and into just fury, then we're going to act without reason, just like an animal does, wow. you know? Wow. That's so and, good. and so like, it's, it is about the image of God. And it, when you're looking at the tactics of sin, it's always to still kill and destroy. Yeah. And so I don't want to be that person who is used by the enemy to tear down my own house Amen. because of his own, because of what he's trying to get me to do. And so that, that is what you're, you're right. in, in just reminding us that every single time the Pharisees or Sadducees were to come to Jesus and, and try to make it him destroy himself, yeah. they would try to trap him. And that is a tactic of the enemy. It's like, I want you to destroy yourself. Um, and so that's one of those eye-opening things to me. Um, and that's one of the questions that I always like to ask the Lord is, okay, Father, what do you want me to see about the situation that I'm not seeing? Wow. And it's super surprising what pops out in those, in those times yeah. that this, this is not really about this. This is really about that. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and so I think that the Lord would give us that, that thing that you showed us or you, you spoke to about being as innocent as a dove and as cunning as a serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is how Jesus was. He was, uh, he was able to remain cool and answer in a such a way that always turned that, <laughs> turned that thing back on the other person. Yeah. Amen. Um, amen. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then he also, I mean, he provoked the enemy on purpose so that he <laughs> would be, you know, crucified so that he could bring, you know, salvation to all of us. And so he always has the last laugh. He is always a master tactician. He is always, there's, Um, he's always got, he's always holding the, the best, the best hand. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think like, uh, us just remembering that even if this, this thing right in front of us feels like an unraveling or an undoing, um, that if we respond with trust, if we respond in abiding, um, then God works things for our good. Um, and not just our personal good, but our good, uh, collectively as the body of Christ. So that's so good. Hey, Megan, I'm going to ask you, uh, would you, uh, just close us out, uh, today in prayer as, as the church, uh, for the church and um, um, for the things that we're walking through, that we will stay in that abiding place. Would you just pray uh, that over us today? Yeah. 
So Father God, we thank you so much that you see the end from uh, the beginning and that time is not something that you are bound by. You are our provider. You go before us and you see where we can't see. Yes. Um, and you are bigger than we are. And uh, we thank you, Jesus, that you call us to yourself. You yes. call us to abide in you. And we don't have to have all the answers ahead of time. Yes. Um, we thank you that you are trustworthy and that we can come to you and we can ask you for our next step and that we can wait on you as you bring about our salvation, as you bring about our deliverance, God, and as you do mighty things in front of us, Lord. Yes. We know, Father God, that um, there is nothing that the enemy can pull on you that is successful against you, Lord. Yes. Um, and so we just uh, ask, Father God, that you would give us the ability and the awareness to slow down, to teach ourselves how to abide in you, to quiet our spirit so that we can hear your still small voice. Mm. Um, and we just ask, God, will you give us the ability to hear your voice when we're in the middle of crisis, when we're in the middle of trouble? Um, so that you can deliver us and so that you will put words in our mouths and that your gospel and your word would go forth from our mouths, even when we are in the tightest spot we've ever been in our lives. Yes. We thank you, Jesus, that you are a deliverer. We thank you that you're our healer. Um, and we thank you that you are always victorious. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Wow. I tell you what, I've been challenged. I've been, um, in, I've been, uh, ignited by the spirit of God and reminded of who he is. Uh, the last thing I would like to leave you with is, uh, Isaiah chapter 60, uh, arise shine for your light has come mm. and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The thing that's interesting is verse two says, for darkness shall, it didn't say it might, mm. it didn't say possibly, it said darkness shall cover the face of the earth and deep mm -hmm. darkness, the people. But then there's a conjunction there, but, but his light shall arise upon you, church. That, that is the father's purpose and destiny. He knows, but we have to, as we've been constantly reminded this morning, we have to stay in that place of abiding. So uh, to, to those of you who are part of our Your Destiny Today listening and viewing family, we just thank you for joining us. I tell you, I, I've been just over, overjoyed with our, uh, with our show today and thank my co-host Megan Ortega and uh, can't wait until next month when we tackle another uh, uh, topic and, and just hit it with the, with the word of God and hit it with the things that the Father has given us to share with you. And so, Megan, once again, thank you for taking your time this day. I can't, I'm telling you, I can't even wait until next month until we're together again. And on behalf of uh, Megan and myself, we just once again thank you for joining us. We invite you that if you haven't already done it, hit that subscribe button. And uh, we invite you to uh, join us on all of the platforms that you can find us. God bless you. Thank you for joining Your Destiny Today. You've been listening to Your Destiny Today with Anthony Turner. To join us each week, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. To find out more or to invite Anthony to your next conference or event, go to destinymi.com.